Hello out there and welcome to another episode of the Midnight Train Podcast. Today we are going to be discussing some of our personal paranormal experiences. So make sure you sit tight and uh, turn the lights off for this one. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Midnight Train. This podcast is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. All aboard! So welcome to another episode of the Midnight Train Podcast. So uh, today we have a uh, special guest who I think is probably going to be hanging out with us for a while, our new researcher. Uh, his name is Riley. Riley, say hello. Hey, everybody. How you doing? All right. And uh, over here, of course, with me always, Jeff, how are you today? How's it going, podcasters and listeners and everybody in the room? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm exceptionally well today. That's good. I it's uh, the day before Memorial Day. Yeah. Now, obviously, people are going to be hearing this after Memorial Day, but hopefully you had a safe one. Hopefully you didn't do anything stupid. or. Well, the weather's not been great, so... The weather is uh, quite cantankerous. Dancing in the rain. That's um, about it. I actually said today that uh, there are now two people, types of people in this world that I will never trust again. That's politicians and weather people. We can discuss that another time because Dick Goddard is a legend. I don't care what you say. Yeah, the he may be a legend. King he may be a legend, but he's a legend of Come Cleveland. on, let's be honest. They have maybe a 40, 60% chance to get the weather right here. Well, they go to college, they get their degree, and at the end of the day, they teach them how to roll dice, you know, and whatever number it lands <laughs> Stick on. their head out the window. That's what the forecast is. Um, it's going to rain sometime. Anyway, so uh, today, uh, what are we talking about, Jeff? Well, first of all, I want to go over a couple uh, new things we got coming up and some recent developments. Ooh. So obviously we have Riley here, who is your son, by the way. Yes, he is my son. And he is a very smart individual. So he will be doing our research and chiming in from time to time. Hopefully we won't pick him apart too bad. He got all of his brains from me, just so everyone out there is aware. He did, correct, Riley? Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, you better say that you're sitting right next to us anyway. And what else, Jeff? So we have a, a couple of interviews that are going to be coming up in the next couple of episodes that are really interesting. Um, we're getting quite a little buzz here with the podcast. And a lot of people have been texting me and getting a hold of me uh, with certain stories and stuff that have happened to them that they'd love to share. So that's going to be coming uh, down the road here, which is great. Um, we also have kind of a, a drawing board, if you will with uh ideas and subjects um i don't know if riley if you want to go through those do you have those available no wow some researcher <laughs> again he's already fired we're not paying a minimum wage are we <laughs> well that's the thing he's not getting paid at all i mean he can have some beer i mean uh, i guess that's yeah. how we pay everybody so, um so I, no, do you have them we do have quite a uh a, a big list and then we keep talking about like more and more what we want to add to it and what we want to discuss in future episodes and whatnot and of course if you guys happen to have um, something you would like us to talk about please feel free to email us at midnight train podcast at gmail.com 
Um, we are also going to be working on, and yes, I don't even think you know about this yet, Jeff, but we're going to be launching an actual website called the Midnight Train Podcast. Ooh. Yeah. And it's going to have all kinds of cool content that you can't really get, um, you know, via the podcast and whatnot. Um, and uh, it, it, I don't think it'd be cool. I want to throw some videos up there and, you know, maybe us going out and like we're going to Gore Orphanage and we're yeah. going spelunking or whatever the hell, whatever. So some of the uh, future things we're going to be going through um, is uh, some subliminal messages and pop music, which I think is going to be awesome. Yes. Um, and that's pop music from like back way back in the day up till now, because everyone's like, oh, you know, if you play this song backwards, you know, or. Or, man, did you hear that? It says Paul is dead, you know? Yeah, a couple things just to touch on that that we're going to debunk is a lot of the Beatles had, they're, they were pretty famous for a lot of their songs being played backwards and having subliminal messages. Um, the Who is another band. And then... Who? The Who? 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 The Who. The Who. Who? We're also going to try and debunk the infamous Pink Floyd Wizard of Oz Oh, yeah, we're going to sync it up. Okay, so and that's... I'm going to call it a theory because you have to be supposedly drunk or high for this to work. You have to be on a different plane yeah, of reality. Yeah, yes, so yes. I'll be chemically debunked that. in a different plane. So then we're uh, also going to be um, having an interview with our buddy Moody um, about uh, with a complete episode about aliens and having him talk. Now, now obviously, we're probably going to talk about aliens quite a few times on this uh, podcast. And But with the episode with Moody, it's going to be great because he is an absolute, devout, 100% full believer. And so... Me, I am the absolute 100% opposite of that. So it'll be quite an interesting to see what happens. Um, I really hope at the end of that episode, you believe in aliens. <laughs> I really do. I hope he like converts you. Listen, you know, there better be an alien coming with him in order for me to like believe that. Um, let's see. We've got uh, like Bloody Mary and Mears, the, the Chupacabra. Uh, we have an interview about a girl who actually had a poltergeist issue. Um, that's going to be awesome. Yeah, I'm really excited about that one. We're going to be doing some Bigfoot stuff, some Loch Ness Monster, the Mansfield uh, Mansfield Reformatory. I can't even that, that, that. My <laughs> mouth just stopped. <laughs> um, the Mansfield Reformatory, which is a really awesome prison that uh, some of you out there, if you don't know about it, it was actually uh, the prison they used in the movie The Shawshank, Shawshank Redemption. I was going to yeah. ask that. Yeah. <laughs> Shawshank Redemption. Andy Dufresne. <laughs> Uh, we're going to be doing like Slender Man, you know, having out of body dreams, Ouija boards, and all kinds of stuff like that. So we're going to be touching on a bunch of different episodes. So make sure you're paying attention. Please do us a favor: subscribe, tell your friends, share it, all that good stuff, right? Yeah. I also want to address to the technical end of things. So pretty soon we're working the kinks out, but we're actually going to have video. So you can stream it. Our YouTube channel will have some video. Our website that you're talking about will yep. have some video. Um, and now we have the capability to do sound, sound effects, sound bites, which is really helpful and useful for us. So it's it's helpful. We're for coming you along because it's like your brain. It's just a bunch of squirrels yeah. fighting over a peanut in there, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we're thinking about uh, having it stream live while we're actually doing our podcast. So I think that'd be kind of fun. Um, yeah. So there's all kinds of things. We definitely really want to thank you guys all for listening for all of our new listeners and uh, the new people across the, the, the world who are listening right now. Um, thank you very much for that. So in saying that enough of our ads and meandering Jeff paranormal, what do you got? All right. Well, <clears throat> let's see here. My, the, the one that strikes me the most, um, that I, it's most memorable, put it that way, is when I was younger, okay, and this goes, you know, we talked about, I think it was in episode two, how children have more of a keen sense to paranormal activity and, and, yeah. Yeah, and animals, right? Right. 
So I was about three years, three or four years old, one of the two. And I'm not quite sure what happened, but years, years and years and years later, I would have these recurring dreams where I was little, we were living in our old house and it was a two story house. Okay. My room was upstairs and the rest of the house was downstairs, living room, kitchen, the whole nine yards. Right. Well, it was just my mother and myself when I was little, uh, my sister was in school and my dad was working obviously. And my mom would always be in the kitchen, either cleaning or cooking or whatever. And I'd be upstairs in my room playing and I would walk out to the staircase that went to the downstairs. And in this dream, I would put my arms up, okay, and close my eyes. And I would have this sensation that I was like floating, like super lightweight, just floating. And, and how old were you again? In the dream, I was like three or four. Okay. Okay. How old were you when you were having these dreams? Um, this was around like 16, 17 years old. Okay. Okay. And then, uh, so I would have this reoccurring, it would happen all the time. And I'd get the sensation that I was floating downstairs. And when I would open my eyes, I'd be at the bottom of the staircase. Like I just like floated. Okay. Really bizarre. Well, I kept having this dream over and over and over. And the one day we were sitting at dinner and I happened to bring it up. We were talking about dreams at the dinner table. And I was like, you know, it's funny you mentioned that I've been having this reoccurring dream where, you know, we were back in the Lakewood house and I was upstairs. I was like three or four and I would close my eyes at the top of the stairs and I'd have this floating sensation. And then when I get to the bottom of the staircase and open my eyes, it was like something just carried me. Like I didn't feel the steps. I didn't feel my legs move, you know? Okay. And my mom turned white as a ghost and she's like, are you kidding me? And I'm like, mm, well, no, why would I make this up? She's like, when you were three years old, you used to run in the kitchen every morning and tell me that you just floated down the stairs. Oh, and I was like, what? That's kind of weird. Yeah. That's kind of weird. Yeah. So, so let me ask you a question, Jeff and, uh, Riley, you as well. And we'll go to you first, Jeff, but, uh, are you a believer of the supernatural, the paranormal? Are you a firm believer of that? Do you believe that there are, you know, metaphysical, entities floating around that could and do possibly interact with living beings. I'm not going to say I fully believe, but what I will say is there has to be something that's more than meets the eye. There has to be the possibilities of something being there are greater than not. I guess if that makes sense. Okay. So no, I don't believe that Casper, the friendly ghost is going to come out and be like, boo, you know, <laughs> But do I believe that, you know, spirits linger and don't pass on? Do I believe that, um, you know, we talked about interstellar and, right. and, and alternate dimensions, you know, could there be something in an alternate dimension that's trying to signal me or get my attention or, or show something, you know, give a sign. So do you believe that it's a possibility that maybe the interdimensional thing kind of is misconstrued as being metaphysical or paranormal that maybe there's something on a different plane that's coming through our plane and maybe it's intersecting and people are like oh i was my grandmother passed through me and in reality maybe it's grandmother on a different plane of reality that maybe you know what i mean yeah i mean this is like a whole like stephen hawkins thing starting to happen right, right. now you know what i mean <laughs> so you know like i said before like i'm science first always you know and right, right, right. to me that is a big part of science and it's an unexplained part of science. You know, when you talk about alternate dimensions and like you're saying other planes, alternate planes. Um, so for that, yes, I do believe. Okay. But you know, is, is a ghost going to pop out from under my bed or be hiding in my closet? No, I don't believe in that. I don't believe in the Hollywood aspect 
of haunted things, if that makes sense. Right, right. No, it totally makes sense. Yeah. Okay, Riley, what about you? Are you a, are you a, are you a believer? You know, <clears throat> wow, you know, I, uh, I definitely am science first along with Jeff here. And what I came to realize is uh, in researching for this, this podcast episode is that uh, there was a paper written by the psychiatric, uh, near, no, neuropsychiatry paper. And uh, in it, it pretty much describes my beliefs to a T. And it says that uh, pretty much that everything we experience is just a combination of chemicals in our brain. And so I think that it says right here, from the perspective of modern neuroscience, all behaviors and experiences are created by the dynamic matrix of chemicals, events within the human brain. Now, let me stop you right there, because that that could be true. Now, you think about when people get in horrific accidents or something crazy is going on, your adrenaline kicks in, right? It's traumatic. Right. right. So your, your endorphins, endorphins are all yeah. like, like right. all over the place, you know, and then you <laughs> hulk out and you do crazy things. Right. Well... You know, people could freak themselves out, too. If they're super, super scared, like they are really, really frightened, that imbalance could make things happen that really aren't happening. Okay, no, I, I get that. But but then what about these people who claim to have had an experience and, and have never had a traumatic thing happen to them? That they're sitting at their house and they're watching TV and, you know, and all of a sudden a, I don't know, a glass just shoots off the table or... You know, these people, they're always like, you know, I know there's somebody watching me. And you know what I mean? Well, what about those people? Well, you're absolutely right. So there's like two sides. If you look at it, it's it's almost like a coin. So you have science and you have you have proven theory. And then on the other side, you have superstition and you have uh, belief and faith and, and all those other things that kind of roll into one. How do you okay. separate it is the question. OK, so now go ahead, Riley. What were you What's interesting about that point of the, the coin theory there is that actually it seems like with the research of paranormal belief in America, it seems like there's there's two extremes. There's the, the religious and the completely against all supernatural, no religion, atheist. There's nothing else, but once you die, it's over. Life is very cut and dry. There's an in-between where the paranormal starts to come out, where people start to believe more and experience like that. So if you're a devout religious person or a complete atheist, odds are you're not going to have a, a really paranormal experience. But whereas if you are somewhere in the middle, like you're not devoutly religious, but you think you're maybe, more in tune to it. Exactly. You, you think there could be a possibility. Those people are more likely to report having paranormal experiences. Now, John, where do you stand on that? Okay. So in personally, order, in, well, in I'm going to, and I have to preface this with a story in order to okay. say my, my feelings on this. So I can remember uh, growing up with, my mother, which, you know, we've talked about in the past or whatever, but she was very, very, um, very into the whole ideology of ghosts. And now she wasn't a very religious person, but she was like, she believed in it. Like, you know what I mean? Like she believed in ghosts. Like so, Wiccan almost? No, 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 no. Or no, like okay. a spiritualist. Yeah. I, I, what, I, I just think she just, I, you call it what you want. Like I she didn't do rituals. Or did she burn like sage in the house? And like, she did have people do that and stuff. Okay, and so. we'll talk about that kind of thing. Did you ever right? find any like pentagrams behind like the Not that I know of, but I mean, who knows? So, um, I can distinctly remember one experience where I was sitting on the floor of our house in Cleveland and I was, I, I can't even remember how old I was, maybe f three or four. 
and I was playing with one of the big die-cast Tonka trucks. Remember those, the big metal yeah, ones back in the day? sweet. They don't even make them anymore because they're like, oh, the kids are going to hurt themselves. <laughs> right. and plus, it was made out of lead and whatever. You or know. if you ran it over, it flattened the tire in the car. <laughs> right. Dad's mad. Dad's so, mad again. <laughs> so here I am playing with this thing on the floor, and my mom's playing cards with some of her friends. And I can remember the radio just blasted up really loud. Okay? Like, it just got super loud. What was playing? Uh, I have no, I don't remember. I, for, I want to say it was Fleetwood Mac, but like I don't know. to it. Yeah, I don't know. But then all of a sudden, my mother, very cool and calm and collected, said the name of the ghost, and I don't remember what the name of the ghost was. And then she says, turn it down. And then the knob on the radio is one of the old analog ones where it had the, uh, the analog thing that shifted when you mm-hmm. turned the knob. And I watched that knob literally go down and the volume turned down. So it was like Alexa before Alexa. <laughs> right, right. But but paranormal Alexa. Gotcha. So now, so that's what I remember. But here's my thing about this. This is where I'm going to flip it on you. Okay. I believe I remember that because that's what my mother told me. It was implanted in my head oh, as a child. Okay. I don't ever, I, I can't tell you if that, that ever existed, if that ever happened. All I right. know is my mother used to tell friends and then I'm like, well, I remember playing with a truck, and, and I remember that radio, and I remember friends being over. Yeah. Well, that must have happened. And I think that a lot of that that happens with people, it is like that. I believe that it's kind of embedded in you where, like, someone will have an experience or quote-unquote experience, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, my God, really? That happened to me. Yeah. And then you're like, but did it really happen to you? Well, I think it happened to me, but... Did it really happen to you? Well, if you and then what happens with that is it's in, it's just especially as a child it is in, ingrained in your brain so you think that that's something that transpired. Do I now? You asked me earlier, how do I stand on it? I absolutely do not believe. I do okay. not believe that there are paranormal entities floating around this earth. I am not an atheist. I am. I, I guess I'm on more on the the agnostic side of things. I believe that that I don't know what happens. I believe that the only way I'm going to find out what happens is when I die. That's what I believe. Okay. Now, I have had multiple experiences with things. Multiple. In fact, Riley, growing up, I've probably told you numerous amounts of them. But as I grow up and get older, and, and maybe that's part of it too. Maybe as you grow up, you you lose that sense. Maybe it's like, you know, you don't believe in Santa Claus anymore because you've lost the magic. You no longer believe in that. Yeah, mortgage taxes, kids, divorce, right, weddings. Right, right, right. Yeah. You become an adult and everything else just kind of <laughs> exactly. fades away. Nothing scary after right. that. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe that's what it is. But I firmly believe that, at least in my experience, and I also believe in a lot of other people's experiences, that it's something that was implanted as a, a young person. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, my God. That happened to now, me. Now, see, mine wasn't implanted, though, from my experience, which is really bizarre. And I've been trying to figure it out for a long time. Like, you know, they have, like, dream meanings and dream books, which we'll probably do a whole episode on at some point. But I've been trying to figure out, like, what is the correlation? Like, what is the sign? What is the meaning behind it? And the, the bizarre part is, is one, my mom's not going to lie to me, especially about something like that. I know her, you know. The weird thing is, how come all these years later I've relived it in a dream, but yet... When I was just a young child, I used to say it was happening, and I'd forgotten about it, and my mom had forgotten about it. That's I, the bizarre thing. I don't know. Because yeah, you know I mean, I mean, I'm just, very... I'm with you. You know yeah. what I mean? I, I, I'm the same way. Like, sci- there's got to be scientific reason by, behind anything. You right. Know? Absolutely. Riley, what were you going to say? Well, could there be a chance that maybe these dreams you're having are your memories of when you were, was when, like, you're the member, like, you experiencing it, but you just have grown up and you 
don't can't pull it out of memory when you're awake but when you're asleep they do say that your brain does strange things when you're asleep we don't really understand sleep 100 percent. it could be but the the weirdest part of it all is i can feel the feeling if that makes sense like the feeling I had in the dream where I stood at the top of the stairs, I put my arms up and I closed my eyes and you had that like light as a feather, just floating feeling, right? It felt so, so real. There's and that's the weirdest thing. And I can remember that feeling. It's, it's like when you drop on a roller coaster, that butterfly feeling, you know, and then I would open my eyes and I'm at the bottom. So you there's, know? there's no one with you in the stream, correct? You're by yourself. It's just me. My mom's not even in the dream. Like I don't even run in and go tell my mom, "Hey, I just floated down the stairs," which she says I did when I was when I was little, which is really weird. So if we're if you want to look at this from like this the staunch completely like let's try to figure this out way, when you're a little kid, put your arms out. Let's see, what's the close like what's the the most likely thing that's going to happen for you to f- float down those stairs? Someone's behind you, picks you up, right, carries you right down, sets you down again, Titanic style. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> Snuff films are the best. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Riley. We're totally just. Anyway, we'll do that. You'll but get I get what you're it. saying. So you're think you're saying more so that maybe the the his father or mother was behind him, like carrying him down the steps. I'm not. I'm saying that could be possibly like maybe in like a, as a three year old, you kind of just could be possible floated down the stairs. But really, you know, there's a lot of psychology behind this kind of stuff too. Where we're, no, I'm again. I'm going to reiterate that I may not personally believe. But it's just like uh, my grandmother was a devout believer in in God and Jesus and like whatever, and I firmly believed and trusted in the fact that she believed in that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you respect you respected it too. I, I respect mean, it hundred yeah. percent. Like when people come up to me and like, hopefully, I want to hear these stories from people because I don't want anyone to think that I'm going to negate them because I've just personally, I guess, I've kind of like. I've debunked my own experiences. And believe me, like I never told anybody this story. The only people that know this story is like my ex-wife, my mother, my father, and like my daughter. That's it. You know what I mean? Because to me, it's ridiculous. Like I, I sit here and listen to him like, oh, <laughs> did you fall down the stairs when you were little and you just thought you floated? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I can fly. It's so bizarre to me. And like I said, I've been trying to figure it out. So anybody out there, if, you got, if you're like a dream expert or you do tarot cards or anything, like you have psychic abilities. Yeah, that'd be nice to see if like, you know. Dissect me, please. Like somebody, email the show. With the, shoot that email don't, again. Don't actually dissect him. We kind of need him. Dissect his thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Because if you dissect him, first of all, you may go to prison. And second of all, yeah, we kind of need Jeff on the show. So please don't do that. So question for you, Jeff. A lot of these paranormal, quote unquote, like experiences happen around the time of a traumatic event, the passing of a loved one, you know, something along those lines, a, a national tragedy, things like that. When you were that little, do you know if anyone had passed away or anything terrible that had happened Not to you? Not one person. I've had my grandparents still recently. I mean... Nobody in my family passed away. There was nothing traumatic. I had a great childhood. Like, I, I oh, don't I know. know your parents. I know you had yeah, a great you, childhood. I mean, you know my parents. Yeah. I know your parents. So they're amazing. It's that's the weirdest part of it. And it only happened there. Like the other things I'll talk about today were like later in life and in different locations. Okay, in different age. That was the only thing that was bizarre that happened to me when I was really little. Okay, so in saying that, and and I guess it's pretty obvious, but awesome segue. What's another experience that you had? Oh, okay. This one's, this one's, it's going to sound ridiculous. Okay. But, um, <laughs> floating down the all? stairs as a three-year-old didn't. Yeah. This, right, is, this right, is the, right, the right, benchmark. Right. All right, like, don't they it. all? I, <laughs> this one, I have an idea of what maybe happened, but I could be way wrong. Okay. So <clears throat> drugs. 
<laughs> over in Avon, you've been to my mom's house Correct. there. It's it's Multiple a decent times. little chunk of land in the back, yeah. right? A little yeah. ranch, um, kind of secluded, not too much, but right. Um, when I was dating my ex-wife, we went out for the night. We went to dinner or something like that, and we didn't even have drinks. Okay, so I was completely sober. I just want to I want to note that. Okay, so <laughs> we came home, and my parents were gone away for the weekend. They went to some casinos, so we were kind of like watching the house and babysitting dogs. Right. By the way, and and I just think it's awesome that you have to like announce that you weren't drunk. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like because this, I wasn't this one's gonna sound insane. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Now I'm excited. So. I want to hear this. <laughs> So, you know, it's like 9.30, 10 o'clock at night, and we come pulling in. And you know my parents have a long driveway, right? Right, right. So I'm pulling down the driveway, get close to the garage to park. And on the left side where my dad has his garden in the back, you know, the headlights kind of just hit. And there is something standing there about, I would say, four foot tall, skinny, no clothes, pure white, but like no detail. No eyes, no mouth, no... Like, not to be graphic, but no nipples, no, like, it was just like a pure white thing. Like a silhouette? No. Like, uh, like was it? Imagine an shape? alien, imagine an alien without any features, just solid white. Okay. Okay. Did it look and it looked humanoid? wet. It looked wet. Like, it was like somebody, like, you know, like it was in the rain or something. Was it raining? So, <laughs> we come pulling up, and she's like, she's like, oh, my God, do you see that? And I look over, and this thing just, like, it kind of perked up, and then... I mean, this thing jumped and it was gone. It was just like, so, so the person you were with saw it first, saw it first. And then you, and then, then I you saw, saw it. it. And how old were you when this happened? Um, 24, 23, 24, 25, somewhere in there. Now, did you go and like, uh, you know, <clears throat> kind of scout it out to see if you could see like, absolutely. Any... I had my chick with me at the time. I'm like, yeah, you buff up. I'm going to see buff what's up. up. Dude, uh, come on. This dude, is my property. Stay here. I'll be right back. Oh, yeah. It was like typical horror movie. Like, <laughs> no, don't go. And I'm the idiot. Like, no, it's cool. I yeah. got this. So I go out there and there was footprints. Like legit foot, not detailed, but there was like, you know, like if you took your hand and kind of smushed it in the mud, because it was a garden that my dad had and it was all wet. It was raining. And there was footprints, but like they were there where he was, where it was standing. And then nothing. Like I said, this thing just leaped. It like perked up because it saw us because the light hit it and boom, it was gone. Like it just jumped. Like could I'm talking it, like a four foot leap into the woods gone. Could it have been like an albino deer? No, because that would be on all fours. This thing was like a standing human being. Now here's what I may think I've had, okay. had happened. All right. Okay. All right. Again, we were sober. All, all right. right. <laughs> the neighbor to my mom, there's a kid with autism. He's the nicest guy ever. He's really, really cool kid. But he does some weird things from time to time, okay? He's been known to kind of like snoop around in my parents' yard and like walk around, you know, in the woods back there and stuff. And I'm just wondering, I'm trying to replay it in my head, if maybe we we were pulling into the driveway fast and because she saw it first and I didn't. I'm paying attention where I'm driving like a good driver. And, <laughs> you know, I'm pulling in and I kind of I glanced. And when I saw it, and, and granted, we're... I want to say 50 to 60 yards away. Okay. So if you can envision that far, it was yeah. like about four foot tall, probably. Okay. When it perked up and then ran, it went to his yard. Okay. And then was gone, but I didn't see any lights or anything. Come on. Like I didn't hear any sound or nothing in the yard. So I don't know if maybe that was him and the way, like I just saw it with the being dark and the headlights and the rain. That so you, you didn't actually technically see this thing like dead on. You saw a glimpse it of was what like, she described. Yes. No, but I did see like it was all white. There was no, there was like no clothes. There wasn't like a black t-shirt. Or not. It was all white with like no eyes, no mouth, no nothing. Could he have been maybe turned around? 
it's possible. Like but he wasn't wearing saying. clothes, which is kind of weird. Well, I mean, I mean, you know, no offense or anything, but maybe he was, you know, doing something weird. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And maybe he had his back turned. And he was just kind of standing there looking at something. And then when he saw the lights come on, you know, out in the woods behind him, because I know how your parents' house yeah. is, maybe he was like, oh, and just yeah. ran, you know? Could that possibly I, have been I don't it? No, like, because he wouldn't have any nipples on his back. You know what I mean? And, you know what I mean? Right? right? You know yeah. what I'm saying? I'm just unless he's a creature. <laughs> <laughs> you said you you investigated for footprints, right? And there was nothing. There was. Like, well, there, 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 there was, was footprints where it was standing. But when it wasn't we saw like it. humanoid footprints. There was no detail, so it wasn't like a shoe, and it wasn't like a foot. It was just like a perfect, like oval, basically two perfect ovals in the mud, right? So, so so it wasn't like hoofs or it wasn't like an animal print. It was just like 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 house slippers, maybe. I, yeah, it could be something like that. Well, you know what I mean. Like I don't know. Once again, man, this is this is how you know but my mind again, tears things apart. Then again, I know how people can jump and run. Like this thing was like lightning, man. It was, this thing was like gone. I'm not I'm not exaggerating that. Like it was gone. But now, in saying that though, it is very possible though that maybe the light reflect refracting refracting off of him <laughs> reflecting one of those words, Jeebus. Um, maybe the light didn't touch that area like that he was running into. So maybe it looked like he was moving faster because like, you know how I'm saying? Like yeah. if you have a, a flashlight and you're holding an object here and then you move it outside of the ring where that light is, it's gone. You know what I mean? Like it looks like it's just completely disappeared, but it's not because of the light. I like it's to tell myself that cause I hate to think of what the <laughs> hell that thing was. You know what I mean? And right. believe me, like. It sounds insane. It really does. And I've never told anybody. I mean, I told my parents and they laughed. They're like, oh, you're drunk. <laughs> and yeah, right. We weren't drunk, yeah. you know, and I didn't even see it first, you know. Yeah, yeah I was. Now, I don't know if my ex-wife has talked to people about it before. I Maybe. I don't know. But it was bizarre. It was really weird. I'd never seen anything like that before. I mean, it, it, dude, and again, I'm not getting, negating what you saw, but I'm just saying they're, they're could be oh yeah a a for sure there could be something logical be explanation for it right behind it you know? so now I, I i can't say that i've ever had an experience where like i've ever seen anything where i was like "Ooh, what is that i've had some other things that i can't really explain um which i'll get into now i did have an experience with a buddy of mine um this is back when i lived um, with my mother out in wadsworth and literally in right behind us there was a cemetery and I was really into the whole metaphysical thing and paranormal and supernatural and whatever other little word you want to call it. I was super into this stuff. I, uh, I studied shamanism. I studied uh, Wicca. Um, I, I, I researched a bunch of stuff because, you know, being who I was and coming from where I came from, no religion ever seemed to, like, stand out to me. So, of course, I kind of dove into all these. So I used to go out there to the cemetery all the time, but I thought it was very peaceful. I'd go out there and I'd read a book. In fact, there was a there was a um, uh, a headstone that actually had a bench where you could sit, and it was made out of marble, if I'm not mistaken. And of course, there were all kinds of you know rumors in the that little town about you know oh that cemetery. There's a statue that like um, apparently a kid broke its fingers off of the rock, so it fell on him and killed him. And then when they took the kid away, they came back and the statue was back up where it was supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's one. And then there's a witch's ball, which like they say that like in the hottest day it's cold, and in the coldest day it's hot. Well, it's solid marble, and it doesn't matter how hot that day is if it's cold that night that 
anyway, I'm not going to get, <laughs> there's just logic <laughs> to stuff, you know? So anyway, my buddy uh, and I were out there and uh, we're just kind of walking around, just kind of looking at headstones, just talking, just hanging out. Um, we weren't smoking anything. We weren't drinking anything. Just a couple of dudes just hanging out, talking. And uh, uh, it started getting becoming dusk. All right. So it started going down a little bit. And uh, well, the sun started going down. And all of a sudden we look over in these, these candles on these um, two plots lit by themselves. It's completely lit. And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> whoa. And this was at night, right? Yeah, it was at dusk. So dusk. it was starting to get dark. You, were you guys the only ones there? Yeah, I didn't see okay. anyone else there. Okay, that, that leads me to my next point. Then all of a sudden, behind one of the mausoleums, because this is a very, very big cemetery, my buddy goes, dude, there's a guy over there and he's following us. And I'm like, what? And I look back and I don't see anything, but I heard a rustling. Well, I did what any person would do. And I ran the hell out of there. And just all you saw was knees and elbows and just gone. You know what I'm saying? I was out. Get back to the house. He's like, dude, freaking out. Years later, I go back to the same cemetery. And then I realized those candles... Those are gas candles that were actually in the ground. So at a certain time at night, they ignite. Oh. At dusk. Okay. okay. That's so kind of cool. What, that's what the cemetery did. So there's like these little candles you can get. Now, I don't know if it's like, I have no idea what it's made out of what they do, but they light by themselves. Okay. So there's that out. Secondly, there was, I never once saw a person ever. The, the, the whole chase, the whole everything in the cemetery, never once saw anything. However... I will say that that same friend and a friend of ours stayed at that same house with me one time. And the guy that stayed there, we were up in the attic. My mm -hmm. bedroom was up in the attic. And it was like, it wasn't a finished attic. It was like creepy, like okay. creepy. Well, we wake up in the morning and the dude's like pale white. And he's sitting up in, <laughs> <laughs> he's sitting up in his bed and he's, he's, he's just looking. And I'm like, dude, how long have you been up? He's like, dude, I've been up all night. I'm like, why? What's going on? He goes, I had to go to the bathroom. So I opened my eyes and there was a black figure standing above me, like hovering above me. And I just kind of looked at him like, what? And the other guy that was, you know, my buddy, Corey, who I was there in the cemetery with, they start talking about this black figure or whatever. And all of a sudden they start naming details that the other two didn't know about. And supposedly it was the guy from the cemetery. Oh yeah, so that's what they say. It's the it's the guy that Corey saw in the cemetery was in the house overlooking my buddy Dave. Well, obviously, my buddy Dave never stayed at the house ever again. <laughs> in fact, I don't even I'm think out. yeah, I don't even think we were friends after that ever again. But he will still like if you see him now, and this is twenty five years later, he's like, dude, no, I woke up and that's what I saw. Now, to me, tearing this down again. I believe that what happened is in some way, shape, or form, Corey probably mentioned that he saw this thing or this person and then it got implanted in his head. And because he was afraid sleeping up in a creepy room that his brain and his imagination just got the best of him. That's what I think happened personally. So, I mean, there's a level of schizophrenia almost to, to certain people, to some people, you know what I mean? And, it's maybe not a full blown thing, but it could be like such a small percentage to where like things like that would impact them so greatly that they almost freak themselves out to where 
it does happen in their vision, in their mind. In their mind, right. You know what I mean? It's a psychological aspect of it that I think is totally different than the actual mental, like, or the physical aspect of it. You know what I mean? Now, when you're in trouble is when multiple people see the same thing, experience the same thing. But mass hysteria is a thing. Well, what I was going to say is that it's kind of like when you watch a horror movie and then that night you try to go to sleep and all you can think about is the thing you just watched. See, that's me when I have, like, pizza at night. All I do is dream about pizza. <laughs> same exact thing. Same exact thing, almost, yeah. It's kind of messed up. But in that same vein, I actually have a story a lot similar to that. Um, I was laying in bed one night. I was probably, I'd say, 13 years old. I was asleep in my bed. But it was this weird, like, half-sleep, like, where I could, I was, I felt like I was conscious of everything going on around me. But I, could, I wasn't moving. I was, like, asleep but not. It's a really hard thing to describe. And all of a sudden, what is it called? Uh, the, the sleep sleep paralysis. Paralysis. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it was exactly that because I, I know you can like induce that on yourself, but I don't know if it happens naturally or not. But regardless, I was laying there, kind of asleep, and I felt like there was someone standing over me, and I like I look up and there's just this thing standing at the corner of my bed, <sighs> made that noise, and it was incredibly scary. I jumped out of bed and I ran as fast as I could. <laughs> And it made that noise again, and it freaked me out. And this is what happens when you let Jeff have buttons to, to make noise. No, I didn't do it. Isn't that weird? <gasps> <laughs> so so did you ever have a, an inclination of what it possibly could have been, or has it always just been one of those, I saw something and I don't know what it was? No, I, I get the feeling that it was probably just a very realistic dream, more so than something actually standing up in, in front of me. Because I ran through it like when I woke up. like I ran right where we were standing, so if it was there, I would have hit it. Were you trying to tackle it or run from it? I was or? trying to run from it, like, like, and I just ran right by it, but I would have touched it if it was real, you know? So what you're talking about can essentially be achieved through uh, drugs like morphine, LSD, mushrooms. I mean, acid. Well, it, any it puts you in that drug, like, yeah. half in, half out state where things that aren't reality become a reality. You know what I mean? Right, absolutely. So now... Riley, we've had you do a bunch of research and whatever. And uh, what are some of the statistics about people who have actually had paranormal experiences um, as far as the U.S. goes? All right. So according to this Pew Research Survey of supernatural experiences, um, there's a demographic breakdown here. So of the 2003 people surveyed, the white demographic was uh, actually the least amount. Uh, So white people do not believe in ghosts as much as uh, their black or Hispanic counterparts were. 41 of the 160 black males surveyed believe they've had a paranormal experience, whereas only 29 of the white males believe they had a paranormal Okay, experience. so let's touch on that real quick. So why do you think that, uh, is it because m- perhaps the, the African-American or the um, Latino um, community is a bit more religious? Then say you know, Caucasian people are like See, I'm trying to be I PC be, here, folks. Well, yeah, so I don't I'm know sorry. if I use the term religious more so maybe spiritual. spiritual. They're yeah, more in tune think, with their spirituality because okay. you know you think of the the, the African Americans. Their 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 ancestors came over were brought over uh, a few hundred whoa, years ago. Riley, whoa, <laughs> that's it. You offend me. Where's my safe space? Yeah, whoa, I'm triggered. I need, I need Plato and coloring books stat. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So, the, the the their history in America is, is is a lot of African roots. Like you know, you got the the Creole and the in Louisiana and stuff. Like they have that Caribbean 
twinge of things. You might have a little bit of African um, spirituality in their culture. Not so much that they're not African spiritualist religion. It's more so like maybe in their upbringing, their stories, they tell each other like every culture has stories and like myths and legends. That might be it. Well, I mean, if you go in and you, you dive deep into um, whether it's, you know, let's just say African culture or, or, or uh, Mexican or whatever it is, it, it's all deeply seated in spirituality. Like it really is. Whereas opposed to, you know, with, you know, the red blood Americans, ours was deeply seated in, we're taking your land. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exploiting like, those other right, two people. Yeah, right. We were exploiting those <laughs> yeah. people. So uh, I, I think that to me, I think that the spirituality kind of opens their eyes a little bit more and maybe they're more receptive to it again talking about like the children and whatever it also has to do a lot with attitude you know so like if you look at the attitude of all the different cultures you know um typically you know it's more of i'm not going to believe this because i got all this going on i don't have time to believe this and the other one is like you know well i got nothing to do so i'm going to believe this you know what i mean it's kind of like a i'm trying to think of the way to to describe it you know what i mean it has to do with like their attitude on life, I guess, like what, what he was touching on. You so know? they're they're you you think they're that the Caucasians, the white people, are too busy to. I, I honestly think that no, it, I think it, it's the other way around. To be honest, okay. So you think that so then why would them being busy, not busy per se, but more stress in life, more things going on, more you know working and doing all this stuff. Oh, and like, I see what you're saying. You're you saying know what that I mean? The, like the stress factors could be possibly yeah, it's creating. Like some I had sort a of long mental, day working a shitty job, you know, I don't have time for Casper to jump out my closet and scare me. Yeah. Cause it's, I don't care. Right. Give me a beer. I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Right. What's interesting here is that, um, the same survey, um, when, went, went into the, uh, in touch with the dead and a percentage of those with, who feel like they're in touch with the dead, you know, like not, not so much, maybe not con communicating, but can interact with the dead, whether they're, that they have like a guardian angel or things like that. Mm hmm. Um, that is where the biggest disparity comes in. So, um, male and female here, especially, um, it's about a 7% swing females, 33% of those surveyed believe that they're in touch with the dead. Whereas the males are only 25%. Okay. And, uh, and then you go to the cultural and there's a huge disparity. Of course there is. So again, the, the, the black community, 41% of those surveyed believe that, they are in touch with the dead or that they have some sort of communication or some sort of interaction. Whereas Hispanic and white are almost equal at 29 and 30%. And see, again, I think that has to do with the fact of like the upbringing and how, I mean, I, I've got, you know, I know plenty of people, um, you know, who are African American who like their, their mothers and them themselves now with their children, you know, they're God fearing, like this is this, you know, you, say amen we say grace at dinner you right. know what i mean they they're still very much into that where i feel like that's kind of fallen off on other parts of uh, of people's uh, daily lives they they very much consider the their spirituality to be a very huge thing and i think that's awesome it's very admirable you know what i mean like i i, I just think that with uh with, with at least with my family so my grandmother i just said about this earlier she was super religious super 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 religious she didn't used to be. She used to cuss like a Catholic sailor. or what? She was Baptist. Okay. Yeah. I, th I think. <laughs> yeah. Baptist, right? Yeah. We'll, we'll go with that. Right, Riley? Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure she was Baptist. Um, so then there was my mother who was spiritual but not religious. But she never 
brought religion into our home. And so then it wasn't forced on you. Right. So then there's me. You see that trickle effect is what I'm saying. Whereas like, you know, I, I know plenty of families, like whether they're, they're Mexican or black or whatever it is, where that does not stop. They, that goes down the series of, of generations. Like mm-hmm. they keep that in their home because that's what they believe. You know what I mean? Right. And so I, I, I don't know. I think that that belief in that belief system they have makes them more um, open to those potential possibilities. I was going to say, I think the key factor is the individual's open-mindedness, you know, the, the, the ability to be able to consider things that, you know, would be abnormal or see things in a different light that somebody else wouldn't. And you can't really put a race or culture on any of that. Cause I mean, anybody could be that way. Right. But it is interesting to hear the statistics. Right. You know and, I mean? and again, those are, those are just statistics. You know what I mean? So right. that means they could have picked, you know, if they picked a different amount of people, it could have been completely different. You well, know? You, yeah, you do have to notice that the that they interviewed about, or they asked this questions uh, to about, about sixteen hundred white people, whereas they only asked one hundred and sixty black and one hundred and forty nine Hispanics. So there's a little bit of a skew there. But the well, yeah, that's that's a huge difference. The numbers are still consistent <laughs> though, because what's interesting is is if you if you see um, here that the percent of people who have seen or been in presence of a ghost, this is I want you guys to kind of try to figure this one out. Okay. The percent I just talked about the in touch with the dead being that skew, but when you talk about those who have been in the presence of a ghost, or have seen a ghost, the numbers are almost completely the same across all ethnicities or the three ethnicities here. There's white at seventeen percent, black at twenty percent, and Hispanic at twenty percent. So that's pretty close. Mm-hmm. That's pretty close. So so okay. Well, I mean, now do you think that's people that are like? dead set confirmed that that's they know what they saw or do you think these are you know what i mean because some people may be like i don't want to say well, this here's the that hard, sounds stupid Ugh. here's the hard part everybody's got a campfire story right right i mean everybody's got that uncle that like took the hitchhiker ghost home from the graveyard and, left <laughs> and there jacket. was a hook yeah you know everybody's got that to an extent you know every, people love stories right you know so how do you decipher like what's real and not and with that many people you can't right you know so the, the numbers could be inflated or deflated either way. Right. Depending on what's actually true or what actually did happen right. or what's a story. So funny you say that about, you know, stories that everybody has. So uh, my family grew up or they've always been, as far as I know, they've been down in uh, in West Virginia. Okay. I know. Everyone get your jokes out now. Um, ding, 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 <laughs> ding, 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 I knew it was coming somehow. You're lucky I didn't play the sound effect. Yeah, thank you. Oh, you wasted an opportunity. Yeah, yeah, yeah you totally wasted that. So um, so down there in uh, a little town, not even a town. I mean, it's a town, but it's like an itty-bitty little place called Clendenin. It's got one stoplight. Right, and that's, that's in town. Now, about a half hour, 45 minutes from in town is where my family resides and has resided my father is the youngest of 14 kids so very large family but out in the 14 that's a yeah, lot 14, but then 14. again that generation always had a lot yeah of kids. you know they didn't yeah. have tv back then so they had to find something to do you know? <laughs> let's have a kid <laughs> so i remember my aunt and my grandmother and my grandmother I, I i don't believe that that one this is my dad's mom on the other side of the family not the okay. my mother's mother is the one that was super religious so anyway she sat, and I remember her and my aunt talking about Sam Socks. Sam Socks was a... <laughs> That's quotes, people out there. Um, Which you'll get to see on the video. Yeah, once yeah, we yeah. That yeah. You'll see that because we're we're, we need to make that a sound yeah. like that. <laughs> we're very animated, by the way. Yes, yes. 
Uh, it's kind of hard to talk. Right. Your hands are you flailing. notice that every time we, we're all talking, we're all like waving our arms Bunch around. of monkeys. <laughs> so Sam Socks was a cat-like creature that had no legs and red glowing eyes that used to hang out in the mountain down there. Okay. Because that's where they're at. They're basically in the mountains of West Virginia. Okay. So now... I do distinctly remember my grandmother and my aunt talking about this. And then I remember my aunt talking about how she went and she picked up uh, mulberries or or blackberries or some kind of berry. She was out berry picking. And all of a sudden, and this is like you were, Riley, um, when we were taking a break earlier, you said something about, uh, you know, during the daytime when nobody sees ghosts or whatever. Well, this is in the daytime. And she saw this creature in the field, no legs, red glowing eyes. And she said that she just kind of walked away really slowly, and then she went home. And she told my grandmother. My grandmother was like, oh, yeah, that's Sam Socks. Like, the entire mountain basically thinks that this thing, not thinks, they believe that this thing actually exists. And at one point in time, and I know I might be going back on what I said earlier, but we were sitting on the uh, porch of my aunt's house down there. And again, my a ton of my family lives down there. Like there's how, like this is my aunt, this is my aunt, this is my cousin, this is my aunt, this is my aunt, and um, so we're sitting there on the front porch of my aunt's house, and then all of a sudden I hear this bellow from what it sounded to me like a cat, like a big cat, like a because they do have mountain lions up there. Now, now listen, that's where I guess I'm going back on kind of what I say, where I believed that that's what that was. Now that I'm thinking about it and I'm older, I'm like, yes, there was obviously a, it was just a cat. It was a mountain lion. It was a, it was a, some sort of a, whatever it was. On there. <laughs> I don't know what that is. That what it was? No, it didn't sound oh, okay, anything like okay. that. Yeah. Was that a, was that a, an Ewok? Of course it was. Nice. No, it was a Samsung Galaxy <laughs> up in the mountains floating cat. So, so Sam Socks was apparently something that like, if you go down there now, my father, my aunts, my uncles, they'll so it's, it's all like a local lore tale down there. And, yeah, okay. absolutely. And my grandmother, I never I've never known that woman to create a story, to lie, to to even in in jest make something up. So to me, when she said this, that this thing was real, I was like, Okay, this thing's real. But then I'm like, you know, did they really see a legless cat with glowing eyes is that could yeah. they have possibly seen a cat that was maybe in the weeds or in, the, in a field that was up to their chest do you think they would have maybe thought it's got legs they're just hidden behind the weeds like there's got to be a reason they're saying that cat's got no legs but did they did you ask them well, yeah and they were all like no no i'm telling you right now well, there you go. Yeah, but I mean, like, there, there's a logical explanation for it. You know what well, I mean? Nothing comes up on Google. I was trying to get like an image. S A M S O X, I think is what. Oh, it, it's an X. Okay. Yeah, I I'm believe it's that. Sam socks like that. Yeah. So. No. Nothing. Nothing. No. A lot so, of anime. So it's not that big, huh? But no, seriously, like if you go down there and talk about it, they will literally say, "Oh yeah, Sam socks." You know. So, but again, I personally believe. But that's another thing too that happens. Which is your segue from what you were talking about before, or my segue into what you were saying. It's lore. It's people talk about this stuff. Mm-hmm. And immediately, well, if my great-grandmother said this, and my grandmother said this, and my mother said this, well, then it's got to be real. <gasps> what is that? Well, everybody you wants know? to be part of it, too. Right. So, I mean, let's, let's and I think, think it's it just, that way. And again, going back to my very first story, it's embedded in you. 
and then all of a sudden you were trying to create things. Mm -hmm. Well, and it comes like that telephone game, you know, like somebody saw a cat in the weeds. It was missing a leg. Maybe it only had three legs. And he goes, hey, man, that cat only it was missing a leg. And the next guy goes, yeah, there's a cat out there with no legs. You know, like it just kind of evolves exactly. and evolves. We talked about this before when it yeah. came to Gore Orphanage. You know, it's that it's a telephone game where one person says something and then all of a sudden, and, and we're talking back in the day, again, with Gore Orphanage, which we talked about before, where it's not like they just picked up a telephone <laughs> and they called someone. He walks in like to the hardware store to get some feed and he's like, hey, man, I got to tell you something about this. I seen Samsung. He was in the forest. <laughs> he had red LED lights. He was 4G Wi-Fi. I, I kid you not. I seen him. <laughs> My grandmother said she saw that once. <laughs> That's a cool tale, though. But, I mean, I, and I literally, it's one of those ones I used to tell the kids all the you time. Know what, you uh, know what's awesome about that? And I, I'm sure this happened, but, like, the older people are so passionate about the stories. You know, it seems like they get every detail perfect, and they, they give you that extra, like, eerie feeling like you were there oh you know? it's the best it's absolutely the like, best i, I used to love it, it, i seen it perk up and it's fangs drawn and you know like they <laughs> my give you father all the details. my father riley's grandfather he is a uh a, a cow cow raiser he's cow a, farmer whatever you want to yeah. call it down there and, wrangler and rancher beef, rancher beef farmer beef rancher it, yeah, yeah but he's not like growing the beef out of the ground so. is. i mean is it a beef rancher Anyway, <laughs> he his stories are just they're awesome, and I and I love sitting there talking to him, and I love hearing the stuff. Now I've heard the stories thirty, fifty times now, but I'm still like, yeah, <laughs> that really happened, you know, you know. And in my head, I'm like, that didn't really happen. But my dad's way of actually, you know, bringing the story to light is, I don't know, it's kind of cool. Tim Burton did an amazing job on that whole theory of stories and storytelling and the telephone effect and adding details and saying it over and over with the movie Big Fish. I don't know if you've seen oh, it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So that, that whole movie is basically based around what we're talking about, where all this crazy stuff happened that would never happen. Nobody believes it, but it keeps going and going and going and going and deeper and more detail. And then, like... And truthfully, I, I honestly believe that people want to believe that stuff. I sure. think they want to believe in the uh, Bigfoot. They want to believe in Loch Ness Monster. They want to believe in these things. And the reason they do is because it's abnormal. It's not normal. You know, if you come home and you go in your house and, you know, you sit down and you watch TV or you go to work and you come home and you work out in the, uh, the, the yard all day long and then all of a sudden you hear something out of the norm, you're intrigued by that because it's different. It's something that is not involved in your everyday life, and so you're immediately attuned to that. And it's something to talk about. So, like, right. you know, how was your day at work? Well, I don't know, but Sam Sox, he came rolling <laughs> through the trees and he bit the tire off my truck. You got his name right that time. That was good. Yeah. That was good. Not Samsung. Nobody, it's not Samsung. Nobody wants to realize and admit we're on a floating rock in space and that's it. Like you, you live and you die. Like no, that's that's lame. No one wants to. Do what that. do you mean a rock? I thought the Earth is flat. It is. You ever seen one of them flat right? rocks you skip on the lake? Yeah, it's like that. That's we're going to exactly talk about that one of these two. Put that in a Trello there, uh, Riley. Because yeah, we need to talk about the flat earthers out there. Because that's a that's a good one. Um, but no, but again, in your point, what you're saying is that, like, you know, there are those people out there that just, they literally sit there and say, this is life. That's all it is. Then there's other people out there like, yeah. no, there's more to life. There's way more to life. There has to be more to life. And I think it's because they don't want that boredom. They don't, their everyday life, it's it's like reading a, a, a newspaper or the, my dad used to call them the smut books. 
like Snar or Star Magazine and a Daily Globe and Inquirer, and you get them the smut books over there, you know. And because it John was like Stamos married a kid, you see that on that <laughs> smut book? I was just trying to buy two percent milk, and they got Stamos all over right, that. Right, right, right. Do you see that President Reagan's back? He'd been dead for twenty some years, and he'd come back. Right. So again, people love stories. They love stories. Yeah. They love that, and I think that's what, in my opinion, what a lot of this paranormal stuff is: is that people they they're just intrigued by what's potentially out there, and I think what happens too is that a lot of people out there, logic kicks in, and they know they know deep in their heart and deep in their mind that that's not real. It's not a real thing. But what happens is they go, maybe it could be, and that's because they want it to it's be. It's like opening a door. So right. the minute they let that door open, that, you know, could it be a possibility? We open that door, and boom, it's a flood of you're, adrenaline. You're jumping down the wormhole, right? Yeah. Everything, just yeah. all at once, and, the, and all of a sudden, it's real, and it's happening. Right. And I, and I think, honestly, that's what happens. So, you know, I've had a lot of paranormal experiences, in, or, or, or quote-unquote, that I thought was, were, when I was younger or whatever. Um, have you had anything else? I got a, I got a couple more things. Yeah. So, you know, I want to I hear some more from you, though. Oh, geez. So there's one that I can I like Sam Socks. I think that's awesome. Well, that's, that's again, that's my family. I kind of want to make a graphic families. of a Samsung Galaxy with red eyes <laughs> and a cattail just floating in a field. <laughs> it won't work. <laughs> so I I do have one, and I was going to kind of save this. I, I didn't even know if I wanted to say this one, to be honest with you. Ooh. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, again, I used to dive into a lot of spiritual stuff and uh, just because I was trying to find something. And um, No, give us, set, set the scene, age, year. Uh, early 20s. Early 20s, so it would have been more like. 18-4. I'm old, By folks. late 90s, right? Uh, and, and then, no. Early 2000s? No, early, early. early no. Late late nineties, yeah. Yeah, late nineties. Damn, how old are you? Shut your face. So, <laughs> I uh, so I was diving into this whole thing, and I had some friends that were also very in, interested in this whole thing, and had an experience that was kind of messed up. So we used to, and, and, and listen, a lot of you out there probably know what the Ouija board is, okay? And a lot of you are like, well, it's just a game from Parker Brothers, and there's been tons of movies about it. There's, you know, a supposed board that connects with the the spiritual realm and whatever. So, <laughs> so, you know, we got a Ouija board and me and a couple of friends or, or a couple of friends and myself, um, we sat down and we started doing this thing. And, you now know, the, was this a Hasbro Ouija or Mattel? It's, 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 it's Parker Brothers. Okay, so it wasn't like when you found it in an antiques. No, this is like legit. Do not go to this. Yeah. This will bring doom to your life. No, this was okay. like go to Walmart, ask the one tooth guy if I can have it. And it <laughs> yeah, that's that's what happened. Yeah, so we go there, or we go back to my place, and um, wait, real quick, were you guys drunk and or high? No. Wow. Yes. That's two in yes. one night. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Um. So we go back, and we're starting to do this thing, and. I'm not believing anything about this. Now, as much as I want to, because I'm like in this spiritual realm of things, like I want to, I want to believe in something, you know, I need something to grab me. Well, then all of a sudden things are moving and I'm like, oh my God, this is okay, no, actually wait. working. Let's explain a Ouija board for people out there that has never seen right. it. So, so a Ouija board is, it's basically a cardboard 
it's cardboard. It's with a board, like a, a Monopoly board that you unfold. And it's got graphics on it that has, uh, like, letters, words, right? letters, numbers, and stuff. Like yes, so, no. So if, if a spirit had the power to come through, it could tell you yes, no, and maybe write it out. And now, doesn't it have this, like, a... Uh, it's like, called an oracle. Yeah, it's like a little triangle with glass. It, it looks like a plastic, yeah. plastic disc. Like it a is glass with the magnifying glass. It's like a triangle glass. with a magnifying glass yeah. in the middle. So everybody takes, what, two fingers or two one fingers. finger? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're supposed to take two fingers like that. Like, well, you can't see me, but you take two fingers and uh, V-chan and put it on this thing, and okay. you move it around the table but you're supposed to not move it around you're supposed to let your fingers just sit on it and let it move itself let the, the spirits move spirits it right moving. right let, let the other side do this Carolyn, <laughs> we bought you a ouija board for christmas be stern with her Stephen. <laughs> no now did you have anybody with you who might have been that jerk that maybe well now, now this is this it. is where i'm getting to on this okay so we're dealing with this thing you know, some stuff's happening or whatever. I'm not believing any of it. Like what stuff's that? What's like it's it's kind of moving. It's kind of talking. I'm not touching. Everyone else is claiming they're not touching of it. Course, you know what I mean? Yeah. One of those things. So, so, but I knew I wasn't. You know what I mean? Like, what were you asking it? I, just dumb stuff. Uh, like you know, is there somebody there? Is is you know, has anything ever happened in this house? Um, and then the second you start getting a a response you immediately start diving deeper like well what happened to you how old are you D did you die in this house you do these kinds of things with it and of course it starts answering now me my hands are not i am literally holding on to this where sometimes it slips out of my fingers okay so you're not you're barely touching I'm it barely touching this thing so which means that my friends are probably just <laughs> jerks but <laughs> so anyway there was a place uh it was a metaphysical shop here over in uh, West Park, and it was called Enchantments. Oh, by Smedley's. Uh, yeah, down yeah, the street yeah. a little bit over exactly there, right, on, right on the other side of where uh, uh, Panini's is It's a now. costume shop now, isn't no, it? No, 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 not that place. It was over oh, down Oh, okay. I'm yeah, thinking yeah. something different then. Everyone's going, what the hell are they talking about? <laughs> 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 it's over by Sam Socks. <laughs> <laughs> so we go, and uh, we go to this place, and there's a lady there. And again, I'm super skeptical but i want to believe in something at this age and we walk in and this woman immediately like she's like i know what you're here for and i'm like huh Ooh. yeah and she was like you've been messing with the board now that was messed up i'll be completely honest with you i had no idea who this woman was my first time walking in this place she said you've been messing with the board she says that to everyone who walks right in. right right, right one of you right. was actually messing with the board right right <laughs> Like eventually someone's gonna get it right, you it's know. What Twenty mean? years saying yeah. the same thing. Every She's been saying that for Lady, the last thirty. Lady, what are you years. talking about? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, oh my god, yeah. And she's like, you guys are having trouble, right? And I'm like, it's getting kind of weird right now. And she introduces me to this thing called a psychic circle. So now, what the psychic circle is, it's supposed to be basically a pure, more pure, pure, whatever version of the Ouija board. And so it's this great big board that has a bunch of really bright colors on it, more distinguished words, like it's got words all over it instead of just yes, no. And it's supposed to have a more positive, um, I guess. Um, um, <laughs> a in, censored experience? Interception. <laughs> like you're supposed to get more, more, because the Ouija they say is always like black or negative. Like or demons? Dark entities or whatever. Yeah. Where this is supposed to bring light ones and kind of whatever. Mm. And I guess in that whole realm of things, that matters. Okay. So I'm like, all right, cool. She's like, yeah, and it's only $25. <laughs> I'm like, of course, ah. of course. So we get the thing. We go back, and we're, we're messing with this thing, and, and, and some weird things are happening. 
Like, we're getting, like, some real aggressive stuff coming through in this thing. And, again, I don't really believe in this stuff. At the time, I did. But now, I'm like, this is stupid. And so, some aggressive things start happening. And there's people threatening, or things threatening us on this thing. Like, telling us to, you know, you're going to die. And, you know, all the... I mean, it, like, it was getting really messed up. So, we, I end up going back to this lady over enchantments. And I'm like... Uh, listen, you know, this kind of stuff's happening right now, you know, and I've heard that this isn't good. She goes, listen, I've got a medallion for you, a talisman. And I'm like, okay. She goes, you and uh, I had two friends with me who were doing it. You and your two friends need to wear this and it's going to save you. And she went and blessed it. Hunger, hunger, blessed it. (laughs) So did all three of you put it on your neck simultaneously and you're like, Uh, no, 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 it kind of, yeah, so so, so I, wait, she she gave you the medallions and she's like twenty five ninety nine each. <laughs> they were they were thirty four, but no, okay. no, I'm just kidding. I have so no idea. I think they, kids through college. they were like super cheap, whatever. <laughs> but she blessed these things and she had like the you know the sage and all okay. this stuff. Was she, she a creepy lady? No, she was actually really cool. Okay, so she just looked like a normal lady. She looked like a normal lady that just kind of like you she know knew was how to like get your money. She's you're right. She was really good at that. That's, she where, my, that's where my college fund. Right? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Riley. I'm trying to get to the other side. She wasn't like the pawn shopkeeper from Gremlins. You know, <laughs> like, you must feed the butterfly. <laughs> no, she was actually a really nice lady, and obviously she she knew a sucker when she saw one. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I take the medallions and I, I give them to the the two of the guys that are doing this thing with me. And this is like something we would do like on a daily basis. Okay, in my basement, we'd have candles and stuff, and we would be doing this stuff. And it'd just just enough light so you can see the board, you know. So we're doing this for a couple of weeks or whatever, and, of course, these things keep happening, and we see things on here and yada, yada. And then um, there was one time that, and this is where it gets kind of unexplainable to me. The rest of the stuff, like somebody was probably messing with me. And so we wake up the next day, or I wake up the next day, and I go to the bathroom, and I didn't have a shirt on. And I, I look, and there's scratches all over me. Like, like it looked like somebody took their nails and, like, scratched me. But they were all over. And I didn't, you know, I had no idea where this came from. So I call my buddy, um, my buddy Jay, and I'm like, dude, you know, I just woke up with a bunch of scratches on me, dude. Like, whatever. And he goes, and he wakes up, because he was in bed when I woke up. I woke him up by his, my phone call. And he goes, oh, my God, dude, I got scratches all over me, too. That's really weird. Demon. And, well, baby. Kinky demons. So then I'm like, hold on, dude. I'm going to call Nate. Nate, actually. Nate Maria. Yeah. Nice. I'm like, let me let me call Nate. So I call Nate up, and Nate's like, uh, I think I woke him up, too. And he's like, no, dude, I don't have anything on me. I'm like, oh, okay. Then obviously it must have been, you know, I don't know, maybe I rolled over, the cat came in, or whatever the possibility. And he just kind of goes, wait, did, but I slept with my medallion on, my, my necklace that the, the lady gave us or whatever. And I'm like, well, I didn't sleep with mine. And then I called Jay, and Jay's like, well, I didn't sleep with mine either. So neither one of us slept with him, but yet we had scratches all over us, and Nate did not. That, I can honestly say, in all the things in my life, I cannot explain. Is that the extent? Is that the extent of the what happened? Just the scratches? Yeah. Else? Well, I mean, that was pretty much because we were like, I'm done. Like, mm. That's it. Like, I don't know what's happening or what's, you know, if this is real or not, but I'm not doing this anymore. So I was like, mm. and uh, I, 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 I might actually still have the 
psychic circle floating around. Oh someplace. my god! If you do, we should totally do an episode with that. Oh, absolutely! I'll see if I can find it. That but would I, be I really did, cool. I, I'm pretty sure I kept it, but I just got to find the thing. So yeah, that that's definitely something that, and me being the skeptic that I am, I never. I could never really figure out what happened. So the Ouija board or the psychic circle never like flipped up or the puck didn't go flying across the room or nothing. That actually crazy. did happen. Oh, it did. It did. But I always thought that like somebody else like, like kicked it, like pushed it off real <laughs> fast or something. You know what I mean? Because I yeah. mean, dude, anytime you have anybody, you know, a person involved or another person involved, somebody's going to do something like that. I right. mean, there's no way that it's like, oh, now. The old, the young me would have been like, no, that thing flew off and it bruised my ribs, and you know what I mean. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> but me now is like, no, somebody, you know, whether it was everyone kind of pushing the thing at once or whatever, it just, it dumb, so dumb. But yeah, I woke up with scratches and I had no idea how they came about. Ouija boards are, I mean, we'll hold, we'll do a whole episode on that. Absolutely. Um, but there is a lot there, like a lot in. in you can go back and, and there's just story after story after story. And for whatever reason, that's like the the gateway for humans to contact spirits, you know, like there's got to be a million of them. And I'm, we'll go through in a different episode and like dissect the whole thing. And yeah, we need to maybe even try yours if you can find yeah, it. Yeah, I'll see what I can you do know, about finding cool. the thing, because I mean, it's it's so goofy, dude. And, and I, I think people are very, very um, <laughs> responsive to stuff like that when you're younger. And not being, as you grow older again, you kind of like, I don't know, maybe are you, are you, are you learning about these things? It's, it's the reality of things. So like, again, this could be like my quote of the show. Maybe I should hashtag it, but like, oh, let's do it. When you grow up and you pay bills and you're paying a mortgage and you have children and you, you get married and you go through all the stresses and and things you work for in life, these these things that you used to believe as a child and these things that you used to experience, they're like forgotten. It's like the Peter Pan story, basically. You know what I mean? You, Absolutely. You, you get older and you, you lose touch of your inner child and like your imagination and your creativity. So maybe that's what that is, is that when you're you're younger, again, touching back on the you want to believe in these things. And as you get older, you're stifling your own um, not creativity, but your own imagination. Well, you know what I mean. Like, no, th- nobody's gonna believe me if your, that actually happens. Your happened. conscience isn't full of all the crap that we carry every day now as adults. You know right. what I mean? You're, it's you have an open imagination as a child. You don't know a lot of things that you know now. So there's a lot of empty space, and you can fill those voids with, you know, imaginary things and and things that sound, you know, out of this world and amazing. Which is funny though, because if you think about it. You would think that you'd be more responsive considering how stressed out we are as adults. You know what I mean? Like on a daily basis, weekly basis, monthly basis, I am stressed to the gills. And you yeah. would think that my brain would go, huh, there's something over there. You no, know, because you can't turn off your stress. Yeah. And that's the, if that's, you could turn off your stress, then maybe, maybe you would see something or something would happen. But let's be honest, as adults, we don't have the time. And that, folks, is why I drink. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Speaking of which, um, we are drinking a delicious ice-cold Coors Light right now. Silver Bullet. Silver Bullet. And, uh, yes, as you may have listened to my other podcast or earlier um, episodes, normally we're drinking, you know, fancy craft beer. But today it just felt like a Coors Light kind of day. So Coors Light, if you're listening out there, 
This one's for you, baby. Yummy, yummy. <laughs> so, so, uh, so Jeff, you have, uh, you said you had some other stuff. I have, you want to talk I about. have, uh, yeah, I have a couple. Um, one I wanted to touch on. I can't remember for the life of me if you were part of this or not. You should have been, but I don't know if you were. So, you know, where we used to practice as a band at uh, Drew's spot. Yeah. Okay. With which band? weird shit happened there. Everyone always claimed All that weird time. stuff happened, but I've never experienced anything Okay, so there. you didn't. Apparently no, not. Vinny yeah. and I did. Okay. So, you know, we were in and out of there at all hours of the night. Okay, but now let's preface this again. Riley, what's the question we have to ask? Were you high and or drunk at this time? No, I don't think <laughs> that so. That sounds questionable. Yeah, that sounds questionable. Yeah, You know, honestly, I can't recall. So okay. maybe. All right. So take what he says. So needless to say, yeah, go ahead. Maybe. But um, so to kind of paint a picture, actually, you could probably paint a better picture than I can from memory. This place is... Not a warehouse, but a warehouse. It's kind a of. big, big building with nothing but individual rooms. An old, really yeah. old. Old, old building. And nothing but individual rooms. Some of them are like, you know, six by eight. Some of them are, are 20 by 20. Like, it's just different size rooms. So it's all like the way. a big hotel. It's kind of like a hotel, but yeah. but no running water in the rooms, no heat in the rooms. So it's a really run-down hotel. Right, but it's just it's just rooms to go and rehearse. Now, where is this it. at? It's uh, over off of 98th, I think. 98th or and Denison or Madison? I, Whatever. It's yeah. over in Cleveland. I feel like I remember going there once. You time. probably had. Yes. You probably have gone there a couple times. Um, so, yeah, that's it's just a big open warehouse. Now, on the other side, which they've renovated since then, but when we were initially there... That was like a very dismal, rundown, broken brick everywhere, open, creepy area. I do remember that. Yeah. It was like the perfect setting for something haunted to happen if something were to happen. And the one thing that I did recall was the one night we were, I met Vinny there. We were going to, I don't know what we were going to do. We were going to work on a song or something or set some stuff up. It was only he and I. And we got there and it was like 1130-ish and there was nobody. Now, when you walk into this place, there was like maybe eight, nine, ten bands. Okay, it was like a long hallway. And like you were saying, there was all these little rooms, right? Yeah, there was 20, 30 rooms easily. And this yeah. was a 24-hour practice spot. So, yeah. I mean, you could go there at 5 in the morning and beat the hell out of your drums. And Right, absolutely. It was awesome. It's yeah. still there, right? Like it, you still, still do there. it. Yeah, yeah, bands still play there. And uh, so we got there and it was 1130 and there was nobody there, which was weird. Because usually there's always somebody there. There was always like the you know, the uh, the fifty year old guy in the cover band, drunk, like playing his Casio, like I'm that, gonna make it someday. That pretty much lived yeah. there. The yeah. one guy that lived there, right? He had chains instead of actual like stands. <laughs> yeah. His symbols were held up by chains. It was yeah. yeah, it was pretty awesome. But there was nobody there, so we we got there and we were setting up some gear and just messing around doing stuff. Like I think I was playing on the drum set just for fun. You know, we were just jamming out. And also we heard like this loud, like loud thud, you know, like, like a down the hallway. Now remember how the hallway would go down and would turn to the left and there was like a fire exit upstairs. Yeah. 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 But there was the one last room there yeah. on the left. So it came from down there. So Vinny's like, well, what the hell is that? Cause we were the only ones there. I'm like, I don't know. So we go walking down there to see, you know, what it was. And the door was locked on that last room. But where the key lock would go, not the handle, but the key lock above it was gone. So there was a hole you could see in there. And I remember Vinny getting down and looking through that hole. And then all of a sudden he's like, holy crap. And he just jumps and he, he like runs. 
He's like booking down the hallway and he leaves me there. I'm like fat ass Vinny running yeah. down the hallway. And I'm like, what the hell? So I bend down there and I look and I could see somebody walk past the hole. Like two feet away from on the other side door. I just see this like person just go like right across the hole. Okay. And so I was kind of freaked out, so I took off running. So we go running out. I meet him out in the parking lot. Why do I kind of remember this? I thought you were there. I I kind of remember this, man. I remember, I drink a lot, so most of my <laughs> memories are completely foggy. So, And the crazy thing, so we, we go running out. We're outside in the parking lot, and he's just, like, freaking out, and I'm freaking out. And I'm like, oh, did you see? I'm like, yeah. He's like, dude, there's nobody here. There's nobody been in that room. Drew's been trying to rent that room for, like, months. Like, nobody... And that door is like boarded shut. Like you cannot open that door. You know what I mean? So I don't know what the hell was in there. I don't know if it was like an animal, like a cat, raccoon or something, but it, it looked like a human There's being. There's a big difference between a raccoon and a human being. I'm <laughs> yeah. just saying right now. Like, and out. He, Vinny was just freaking out, like completely freaking out. So then Drew came down because he was like, what's all the commotion about? Because he lived there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he lives on the other side. On the other side, yeah. So Drew came down and Vinny told him and Drew, like in all serious, you know how Drew is. Drew's a great guy. Drew is fantastic. He, he's a yeah, just so a great dude. He looks at us and he's like, "I don't want you guys to ever go by that door again." And he was like dead serious, like not joking, not laughing. He's just like, "Don't ever go over there again." And then he turned around, and he went back upstairs, went in his house. Maybe that's where he keeps like you know, the the people <laughs> tied up in a room or something. No, like Drew's that. a good guy. That's Drew's not, a good guy. But it was just weird that he was like. Because we've known Drew for a long time. Yeah. Know? Just the way, the seriousness of it. And Vinny was just, he kind of looked at me like like he was going to throw up. Just like, you Yeah, know? I've never known. I kind of, maybe, maybe I just remember from you guys and telling me it. or whatever. That was it, you know? Yeah. What were you saying, Riley? Well, it's it's a run. You said it was a rundown area. This mm-hmm. building has 24-hour access, multiple rooms. One but but it's, it's, it's locked access. So you have to have keys to get into it. Oh, you it. do? Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Well, all I'm thinking is, is that someone's definitely getting murdered in there. That's definitely what's happening. That Either that or that's where Drew's hiding his, yeah. his, his ref, yeah. or not refugees, but his uh, his captives that he's went on. Maybe that's going on now, with Drew. Taco, Taco, who is Drew, uh, Drew's roommate, Love he's another Taco great too. guy. Taco's out there somewhere, Taco's man. Please. Love you, brother. He's a, he's a funny guy. Yes, so sir. he had told us, I think at another time, it was either after or beforehand, that uh, there was like four or five deaths there over like the span of like a century. Cause remember how they had that catwalk out the back that was really like sketchy. Well, four or five people over multiple years had fallen off that catwalk and died. That's in the back there. Yeah. I've never heard that part of it. Yeah. Wow. So I don't know if there's like a correlation of like a spirit or something like that with that or who knows. I mean, it could be a million things, but it was just very, it was one of those things where it's the right moment, the right time where it was like, Oh wow. I'm telling you that drew, Never, ever, ever, ever had a girlfriend. That was her. <laughs> She's locked in that room. She's right locked now. in that room. It's always like, don't you ever go back there again. That's She's mine. Killer stuff. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Did you I ever ask him, talk to him about that again? Never brought that back. No, because up? the way he, the way he like told us, he was just, he was almost angry about it. It sounds like we should research this some more and, and actually talk to Drew. Oh, about we can go this. down there. It's yeah. probably some band's room by now. I mean, all, all yeah, but these still, years, like, just find know? out, like, maybe what, what the. The, the whole thing was with him. Yeah. Maybe he saw something and was like, dude, don't go in there again. The, or... way, the way he talked and like and looked, it was just kind of like, it was kind of like a, yeah, I know, don't F with it kind of no. thing. That's kind of You sketchy. know what I mean? And that's, yeah. and Vinny and I were just like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we got out of there. 
Maybe it was just his drug dealer that had a place. But to I could have sworn, like I thought you were there. <laughs> I, you know what, dude? I you... honestly can't remember. I, th- for some reason, part of me thinks that I was there, but the other yeah. part thinks that maybe I was. My memory literally sucks. So. <laughs> I, I apologize. But you can you. admit that was a creepy place. It, w- I mean, it was very. If you catch it in the right time. Nothing was creepier than going to play a gig and getting back <laughs> at like two or three o'clock in the morning. And first of all, it's a very shifty neighborhood to begin with. Like it's shifty over there. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, keep your doors locked windows up. <laughs> yeah. Like it was a rough neighborhood. But then here you are bringing in, you know, thousands of dollars worth of gear into this building that is huge and at that point in time vacant because like there's nobody else there at the time and you don't know if someone's going to jump out or whatever dude i i can literally remember remember the bathroom yeah yeah that bathroom used to scare the hell out of me <laughs> well more that i was going to get an std from it but but still like <laughs> like i used to think like oh my god like yeah. you know somebody's in there hiding like it was just that that one bathroom for this whole area and you went to that bathroom, and you went by yourself at three o'clock in the morning. You're like, I'm gonna die. That, that this is gonna happen, right? And people so would live there. there. Like the drummer from Camaro they had at one point. He was living there. The guy from Germany. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He, he like had a cot in the room, and he like lived there twenty four seven for like months. And it's just like, man, I could only imagine the things you would hear like Not at me, night, buddy. or like what you would see. Yeah, it'd be weird. No, that was a very, very kind of crazy place. All right, so. That's definitely interesting. All right. So so what else? What else have you had happen to you? Um, really, all I have left is not what happened to me, but to my actual family, like with my mother and my aunts and my grandma and grandpa. Oh, so this is like a, so, this is kind of like my family with the Sam Sox thing. That's kind of. Yeah. Yeah. So they grew up in a haunted house and it was haunted by an old man that died from emphysema. Okay. And here's, <laughs> this is going to be hard to kind of lay this out but my dad and my mom were neighbors growing up okay okay so my dad actually met my mom because they were neighbors he ended up marrying her right so they lived right next door to each other okay my dad's family had their property there their whole entire life my grandmother just passed not too long ago 96 they had that property until the day she died okay it's crazy there's been two families other than my mom's family in and out of that house and the kids that move in, every family, they run out screaming almost every night saying that the place is haunted. Two different families, excluding my mom's family. Now, has your family ever actually physically seen anything? Or? Okay, so this, my grandma has, I don't know, the story she tells, I don't know if it's one that it's just like trying to scare the kids, you know, because she told us when we were little, but... The stories my mom have from when she was a teenager are just really eerie. So, like I said, a guy died from emphysema. And a lot of times at night, they'd be sleeping at like 2 in the morning, like up against the wall, kind of muffled. You'd hear a... Like all night. This would go on and on and on, right? And it got to the point where... Did they have steam heat? No. (laughs) No. That's what it sounds like to me. It sounds like steam heat. But anyway, go ahead. Sorry. But it would get to the point where, like, my mom would, like, freak out. She's a teenager, and she would be like, okay. And then she would think it's her sister, my aunt. So she would get all mad. It would be, like, 2 in the morning. She'd be like, God damn it, Patty. So she would go out the room, and she would go into what my aunt's room was, and my aunt's not there. My aunt was sleeping over at a friend's house. There's nobody else there except my grandma and grandpa who are downstairs. 
Oh, so. so things like that would happen all the time. Um, one time she was in the basement ironing clothes and uh, the phone rang and she goes upstairs in the kitchen from the basement, picks up the phone and it's like over and over in the phone. And she's like, whoever this is, you're a pervert, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And hung, hung, you know, hangs up the phone, goes back down, so ironing her clothes again. All of a sudden she hears ding, 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 ding. Here comes the phone off the wall, rolling down the stairs with the cord still attached. The phone comes off the actual carriage and she can hear it going like in the phone. So now she ran out of the house in her underwear across the street to the neighbors. They actually called the police because they didn't know what they thought. Maybe somebody was in the house messing with her or whatever. They had the police show up. My grandpa had to file a full police. Like this is all true too. This is the crazy part. Like they had to fill out a police report. So now were, were your family really big into like, you know, I don't know, drugs, alcohol. No. <laughs> like that. That's why I'm so special. <laughs> <laughs> My name's no. Yef. <laughs> no, no. And that's the crazy thing. And I mean, th- there was multiple things. And like every single one of them, it's the same thing that like when Drew told us, you know, I could ask any of my aunt, my grandma, anybody and be like, hey, you know, did this happen or whatever? And they just give you that like. That's sincerity kind of like that. Don't mess with it. Like, that, that don't that mess was with my grandmother kind of with Sam socks. Yeah. 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 Sincerity there, dude. Like and you, then like the fact that like multiple families moved in over the years and my other grandma would be outside like gardening and these little girls and boys would come running out of the house. Mommy, mommy, I'm not going in there. There's a ghost. There's a man breathing. There's a man breathing. It was always that. Now nobody's living in the house. It's for sale. So I don't know. You know, so if you guys are looking for a home, you know what? We should go <laughs> pretend like we're interested in buying it. Absolutely. And just do a walkthrough. Absolutely. And just see how creepy Let's set it, it up. Is, you, know? you guys are listening to this now. We're going to go and we're going to figure out if that's, <laughs> we're going to go and do some ghost busting, some sleuthing on this. I think now, it's a great idea. You know, my grandma wouldn't embellish things, you know, just because I think it was the fear factor of, of being the grandma and like scaring the, the kids. But like some of her stories were just out there. Like she would be sleeping. And she would wake up and there would be like a smoke figure at the end of the bed and it would like hover over her and she could put her hand through it and like trying to get it to go away. Like, and that's stuff straight out of like a good book or movie, you yeah. know? Sounds like grandma might be uh, hitting the, <laughs> the sauce. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, question for you. When, uh, when your mom ran across the street in her underwear to her neighbor's house, is that when she met your dad? Because if that's the case... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you might need to thank this ghost. You know what I'm saying? You might need to go to its grave. Well so. done. Yeah. Well done. Well played. Well young done. Young, well played. You should be proud of your son. Yeah, that was, that was, well that was very good. <laughs> yeah. And then maybe that's what happened. Maybe he was looking out the window one know. day and was like, <gasps> She's All I know is there's some weird stuff. So yeah, It wasn't actually a ghost. It was something with asthma, like <laughs> peeping on your mom. <laughs> <laughs> it was your dad. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Breathing on the phone. <laughs> Oh, couldn't muster the words. He's like, oh, I want to marry you. <laughs> Sorry, bud. <laughs> oh, man. So anyways, like, um, you know, like I said, my uh, my grandmother passed uh, a couple months ago. And uh, we were over there and uh, kind of cleaning some stuff, helping, you know, put away some furniture and, and whatnot. And every time I would go outside, because every time I see the house, it's right next door. I always like go to that place. So like I sit there and I like, I look in the window, not like up in the window, but like from the driveway, you know, like I look up there and I'm just like waiting, I'm waiting to see like something move or something. I never see anything, but it is creepy. So you've never actually been in that house before. No. So my mom won't go back there. We have to, we have to do that. And she feels bad for the kids. Like when she hears my, when my grandma would tell her, you know, like all the kids ran out and they're, 
they're scared and they're screaming. My mom would just get like, she'd feel so horrible. Like she wanted to go over there and like talk to him, but she never did. So we have to do that. We have to do, we have to go to that house and maybe we can act. Listen, if it's up uh, on the market, maybe we can talk to the realty company and just be like, listen, you know, we've got this amazing podcast, by the way, it's amazing podcast. And we would like to come in and see if these, you know, possible incidences, incidences are real. And, you know, it could have been a number of things, though, too. I mean, the phone thing was weird. I don't know if my mom was embellishing it. And it could have been like uh, one of those um, where your adrenaline's pumping and you see things that aren't, really don't happen. But then, like, you know, the breathing could be explained by, like, a faulty furnace. You know, maybe... That's what I was the saying. Ducks, like, something steamer. was messed up. I mean, but if sure multiple people are hearing but, this... But, yeah, the multiple that's... people thing is kind of weird. Maybe it's shady building and, like, the... <laughs> The ductwork rattles in the <laughs> wall just right. You know I mean, what it's I mean? possible. I, you never know. But, you know? but would that make you run out of a building? It made her. <laughs> <laughs> but but I'm saying, like, obviously, it's got, well, maybe it's just the legend that makes people, and then they hear something and they run. Yeah. Well, these, these, these little kids are all talking about man breathing. If I hear faulty ductwork, it doesn't like I'm if I I may not think it's breathing if someone else but the fact that everyone's kind of in agreement with this without hearing you that immediately assume yeah, yeah. That's, but that's a little weird yeah if you knew and you had proof that a guy died from emphysema in that house like literally died on but the I couch that's, struggling to breathe that's yeah. the legend that could be but now are the realtors disclosing this to each family that purchases the house I don't know speaking of they that they have to that's that's a thing right you have to think? disclose if somebody or is yeah. it only if you ask no 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 it, I, th- I thought you had to disclose you have somebody. to just like how a cop has to tell you if he's a cop when you're buying drugs you have to it's, I don't know if that's a thing it's not <laughs> speaking of that I almost bought a house that a girl was murdered in by the way what? Before I bought my place that I have now. Was I, it disclosed to you? Not till the very last second. And that's why you backed out? In, Pen to yes. paper. They're like, by the way. <laughs> so, this was um, not too far from here, actually. Really beautiful lot. is three acres of land with a pond. Huge house. I think it was like, I don't know, 2,700 square feet. Really, really awesome. I loved it. So I went there and we're looking around and the place looks beautiful. It's perfect. I want to put a bid on it. She's, the realtor's like, okay. So... I go back to work. She calls me. She's like, what do you want to put for the bid? I'm like, oh, okay, do this. And uh, she's like, all right, let me see. Well, she comes back an hour later. She's like, hey, do you have a minute? I'm like, yeah. So we go outside and she calls me and she's like, I, I have to disclose this to you. Um, she's like, a girl was shotgun to death murdered and the two men that did it are in jail and they get out in about a year. I was like, what? Click. <laughs> she's like, yeah. She's like, you have to disclose this. Well, here, what it was is it was a brother and the, like his friend. There was some kind of argument with his sister. His sister was living there. They shot her like with a shotgun, killed her in the living room, dead. And then they went to prison. To prison. So I'm like, in my head, I'm thinking like, you know what though? It's a really good deal. <laughs> no, because here's the thing. I was weighing the options. It's like, okay, you think about any house. I'm sure there's a high percentage that in older houses, somebody has died at some point, whether it is gruesome or natural or whatever, right? It's the probabilities, unless it's a newer house, the well, probability yeah, is there yeah. that somebody Something, died. If in it's an older home. You should have done. You should have been like, somebody's like going to knock a few more K off this price. <laughs> right, right, exactly. So exactly. she's like, well, what do you want to do? And I'm like, oh, what do I do here? And like I said, like, I wasn't really a believer of, you know, spiritual and supernatural and stuff. So I'm like, you know what? Can we go, can we look at it one more time? Because now I was intrigued and I wanted to see where this happened. She's right. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I left work. We went there. And uh, 
she showed me the spot where it happened and like there was no like stain like you could tell they redid the walls and the floor like there was no stains or nothing and I kind of stood there for a minute and I'm kind of like just trying to see if I feel anything or if anything's out you know out of the normal or weird and you know nothing really happened you know it, I didn't get like a a weird feeling but then I went outside because I wanted to check the yard again because you know I'm a big yard guy I like to have my space and all that so I go outside and I'm looking at the yard and the neighbor's there Right. And she's younger. I'd say like, I don't know, mid forties. She's like watering her flowers. So me, like the realtor's in the house. So me being who I am, I walk up to the fence. I'm like, Hey, she's like, Oh, Hey, how you doing? I'm like, yeah, I'm actually interested in buying this house. I'm like, what happened here? She looked at me. She goes, I, I really can't tell you. I can't tell you Threw the hose down and ran back in the house. And I was like, all right, yeah, I'm not buying this place. Cause that right there was messed up. That well, she I mean, couldn't even like explain it or tell me. I, I mean, I know there's like, it hurts the sale or whatever, but like the look on the woman's face and she's, she's just like, yeah, it could have been her friend, but no, that you know woman, I, mean? I don't know. Didn't even exist. That was the girl who got shot. Ooh. Oh. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> so needless to say, I didn't buy the house. And you know, what's funny was I tell, I told my daughter that story and she's like, Oh my God, why didn't you buy the house? It would have been so much fun. We could got Ouija boards. I'm like, yeah. And that's why yeah. we didn't buy the house. <laughs> well, see, I'd be more worried about the two brothers or, get, or the brother and the friend that are getting out of jail. They're going to come back to the house. So I don't know. Yeah, knocking, you never know with that. When did this happen? When, when did the, the, the murder take place? God, I'd have to. I looked it up, too, because it was in the news and everything. It was over on Island Road. Um, okay. Over in Grafton? Yeah. I'm trying to think of. Well, I, I, the reason I'm asking that is how are these guys getting out of prison? This early after killing, you know, like it had to have been like years and years and years ago, right? I don't know. Weird. I mean, <laughs> let's be real. OJ got off free. So oh. Come on. <laughs> oh, man. But yes, I just, that, I brought that up because we were talking about, you know, yeah, disclosures no, in the yeah, homes. Yeah, you, and that you, was like one that I actually went through. You have to disclose that. Was, that. Yeah. It was really as interesting. As far as I know, in Ohio, you have to disclose. By law. If somebody like has passed even away they, even of natural causes you know what i mean that has to be disclosed so yeah i mean depending on the deal though we can talk you know what i mean right. like seriously if i'm buying a house i thought about it man i was like this close to being like you know what i don't care but then when that neighbor was like <laughs> i can't tell you what happened and like ran away i was like okay turns out that she's trying to buy the house next door <laughs> yeah, right <laughs> so Short she's sale. like i'm totally gonna make these people think something bad happened there yeah so. Way to go, lady. You got yourself a house. <laughs> so All what right. do you got? Uh, well, honestly, man, I guess in, in, in getting close to the end here, I, I just I have a couple of other little things. Okay. But nothing significant that has ever really like made me tremble. I've had some moments in my life um, where, you know, you you feel something, but then I immediately dismay it because it's just, you know, Whatever it is, is, scientifically or logically speaking. Um, I have felt things. Uh, my best friend, you know, unfortunately committed suicide when I was 18 or 19. And I and I, I could say that every now and then I'd, I'd feel his presence when it came to certain things. Um, but I also think that's, that's my mind wanting to feel that presence. Mm-hmm. It's wanting to, to feel my friend, you know, like be around again. Um you know, my, my grandmother and mother passed away pretty recently and you want them to be around still. You miss them. So I think your, your, your psyche kind of creates these things, mm-hmm. especially when it correlates to something that you remember about them, you know? 
so I, I guess to me, I think it's awesome that people can find a connection regardless of what it is. Um, these people that are like, you know, having all these different altercations with the supernatural or whatever. I, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know what I mean? It sucks. Right. But uh, I, I feel that there's more logic to things than there are just believing in the supernatural. Which I can't wait till we do the episode where we interview my friend Sarah because the story she told me is She's had an actual, amazing. like an actual yeah, with poltergeist. Like, yeah. Yeah, and they had like investigators and, and everything. Like we'll get in the whole thing in, in right. a different episode, but Absolutely. it's, it's gonna be really cool. I'm actually looking forward to that like tremendously. Um and again, I me being the skeptic, and I and I told you when you first told me we we're gonna do this interview, I'm like, I hope she knows what she's coming into. <laughs> she's gonna punch you in the face. <laughs> Take that, Sam socks. Like, I feel like it's way easier <laughs> to to deny the things like that. Oh, the ghosts don't exist or you know, if you really haven't had a, an extreme experience like that, but I feel right. like if, if I watched a ghost throw a glass across the room right in front of me, I'd be like, You guys are wrong. There are ghosts here. <laughs> right. Like they're real. Well and again though, I like I said, I've had I've had experiences with things that I can't explain, but then I've had experiences with stuff that I can. Mm -hmm. And so in my head I'm always thinking, Okay, there has to be a reason for this. The scratches with the whole stupid psychic I I do not, cannot, and probably never will know what happened. Right. You know what I mean? Like it, it's just completely well ridiculous. In saying that, let's let's close this case and let's uh, let's choose out of the stories we told uh -huh. one that is most impactful to you and the one that you're still like, what the f happened here? Uh, for me, it's definitely going to be the uh, the scratches for sure. That only uh, the main reason is is once again as I. I cannot figure out what happened with that unless somebody came into my room at night living at home by myself and scratched me while I was sleeping and then went to my friend's house and did the same thing to him. Right. I, I just, I, I can't, I can't. So it's a really elaborate prank that the guy with the talisman. Right. Right. Actually pulled on you guys. <laughs> right. Yeah. It was the lady from enchantments. She was like, <laughs> just trying to get more money. Out of you. Right. Riley, how about you? Well, I didn't really have one, honestly. So I think, I think of, let's, let's hear yours real quick, and I'll tell you guys which one I think is a little bit more unexplainable. Um, that's not how this works, Mark. <laughs> Sorry. It's how it works now, old man. The future is now. For me, uh, it's definitely the, the staircase thing. I'm still trying to figure that out. Um, the staircase over the guy in the backyard. Huh? Yeah, because the thing in the backyard... <laughs> It was so quick. It was so fast. It could have been a number of things. It was definitely not a deer. It was definitely not an animal. It could have been the neighbor kid. It could have been just somebody being weirdo. It could have been an alien. I, I Who knows? You know what I mean? But the, the staircase incident for me, because I felt that. Like, I felt that in my body. Just, like, I felt that feeling. You know what I mean? That was really bizarre. And then the fact that, like, years later, I started having dreams about it. And I tell my mother about it. And she's like, yeah, you used to tell me that all the time when you were like three years old. That just is like, oh, okay, so just, something's weird there. Yeah, it just hits home base for you. And I can't like connect the dots. You know what I mean? Okay. Like I have to do some more research and like really try and figure it out. But there's something something there that happened. So for me, that one for sure. That one? And All right, so Riley. Well, I think you're both crazy. <laughs> oh, no, run. But no, honestly, I think, I don't know, I think you both – have stories that are pretty compelling, like that you can't explain that aren't like 
you know, I saw something in the woods. Like, like that one was, yeah. But the one now you can't really explain it with, you felt it. You felt this, you saw the scratches, the physical like marks on your body. Yeah. Like absolutely. your mother corroborated your story. So yeah, that's kind of, it's kind of weird. So he's, you're splitting on it, huh? Yeah, I don't want to pick because I don't want to get beat up after we stop recording. <laughs> That's right. You watch yourself, young man. All right, so both Jeff and I are crazy as hell. Uh, <laughs> and that's why this podcast is so good. Yeah, yeah. So uh, speaking of, um, if you're out there in podcast land and you're listening to this podcast, this episode of The Midnight Train, do me a, and us a favor and uh, go and like um, our, our Facebook pages like uh, you know Instagram, all that stuff. And as always, remember you can email us at midnighttrainpodcast at gmail.com with uh, your stories and your ideas or, or you know any experiences that you've ever had or somebody you knew had. Please email us your stories. We would love to hear them and maybe we'll actually turn them into an episode. Um, maybe even an interview. An interview would be great. Or pictures yeah. if you have like... Any kind of like defining information. Yeah. As long as it's not awesome. you in a costume yeah. being like, rawr. <laughs> I don't want to see that. This is me as a ghost. Yeah. So... Again, find us on Facebook, find us on uh, Instagram, uh, find us on, you know, obviously SoundCloud, anywhere you can find our podcast or you listen to podcasts, that's where we'll be, including Apple, uh, Stretcher, all these other things out there. So on behalf of Jeff and Riley and myself, we are the Midnight Train Podcast, and we want to say good night. Good night.